This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. I mean, I just said to Chip and Susan, we've got to start recording because I feel like we're missing really good content here, Susan. We're already laughing. That's a good sign. Basically, I said to, to Susan, I love your story about not being satisfied at 40 and finding a way to really include sex and enhance sex in your marriage. And you said, oh, I still deal with that. My pussy's never satisfied. <laughs> never satisfied. The minute she's satisfied, she's all purring and happy. And then two hours later, she's like, I'm not getting enough. I don't know what it is, but wow. she's jealous. She's judgmental. She's ornery. She's mm. bossy. She's sassy. She's hungry. She's like, ah, Living with this thing in my pants. I mean, guys, we think guys are the only ones that that have experience like this where they like right. can't control themselves. Just the other day, I found myself giving my, my husband a shit test. And I'm like, oh, that's a shit test. How did I do that? Like, I thought I was so involved that I could go not do these. It's ridiculous. What's a shit test? Fundamental our physiology is. Oh, I don't know. When you're like... Well, you obviously don't love me or you would have, you know, whatever. I don't know. I don't even remember what it was. (laughs) I'm really bad. I'm one of those kind of people where I can have like a knockdown drag out fight. I get it all out of me. I'm all done. And then the other person can remember every single word I said forever. And I can't remember. (laughs) 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 Don't you hate that? Uh, Yes. I'm actually the person that remembers every single word though. So you and I would really go at it. do that. I'm at a disadvantage. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm a cancer, and that's like a huge part of our personality. So there you You're go. So lucky. But do you hold a grudge? I try not to when I'm in my evolved self. That no. was a yes, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's hard, Susan. Listen. <laughs> you know, you, if she does, she, she's good about being called out on it. So This is true. I can uh, take criticism. Yeah, so yeah. there you go. Yeah. Well, we are here with Susan Bratton. That was quite the introduction. I'm sure people are like, what is happening right now? Um, but we, you're an intimacy expert and coach, and I want to yeah. talk through a lot a of- coach. 
I'm sorry, an intimacy expert? Would that be the proper description? The reason I say I'm not a coach is that I don't do any one-on-one work. I actually run a publishing company where I publish passionate lovemaking techniques and bedroom communication skills. So basically I'm like, I give you the DIY. I give you the workshop in a box, if you will. And I give you the the videos, the audios, the eBooks, the workbooks to work your shit out yourself. Yes. uh, Step by step by step. Or to learn new skills and increase Increment your knowledge yourself so you can do what I like to call transforming having sex into making love. My kind of my thing is heart connected lovemaking techniques, which include communication skills. Uh-huh. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. There yeah. you go. Time. Well, let's, I think that's a really good place to start. So, what would you say are the main differences between lovemaking and just having sex? Well, I think that having sex is kind of like a friction event, you know, it's like, okay, if we rub our parts together, whatever Mm -hmm. parts they are, we'll get to have orgasms, hopefully, please God. Right. And, uh, that's not intimate connection. The reason I say that I'm an intimacy expert is that when you have heart connection, when you can look each other in the eyes, instead of having sex, that is, you know, your eyes are closed and you're checked out and you're just feeling it. And they're just feeling it. That's not that's not intimacy. When you don't hold each other and stroke each other's bodies, when you don't cherish the person, if you're not deep breathing, if that's not, you know, if you're not just like really connecting with each other's breath and being super close and having really sexy kissing and rubbing your hands all over your lover because they feel so good to you, those are what I would consider heart connected. And and the other piece of my kind of little phrase, heart connected, conscious lovemaking techniques Mm -hmm. is conscious means the communication piece. It means I'm here. I'm with you. I've chosen you. I'm present. I'm invested in our lovemaking. I'm, I'm here through the thicks and the thins, the rocky moments when your yoni gets cranky and it's all bitchy or whatever it might be. Um, that's the conscious piece, which is that I'm not ashamed about my sex. I'm, 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 surrendered to my pleasure with you. I'm not trying to suck my stomach in. I'm not Mm. fake. I'm not performative. I mean, one of the things that I think pornography has done is that it's really hurt sex because pornography is made for men to jerk off to. Right. It's made because men need to keep their sperm topped off because at any moment they're going to be called on to perform and they can't tell in the heterosexual world, they can't tell when their woman is going to want them because she's on this moon cycle. So they got to be ready. So that's why they're so driven to masturbate. So porn grew up to provide the things that they want to watch to get off. But then everybody thinks that's what sex is. Mm -hmm. And it ends up being performance and friction rather than what I think lovers want, which is intimacy, connection, um, surrender to pleasure, um, a co-mingling of orgasmic pleasure, um, multiple male orgasm, full body energy orgasms, touching you everywhere, not having shame, having joy and pleasure and laughter and touch and fun. And, and so the conscious piece of it is I'm, I'm totally showing up 
in my heart and my connection for you right now in this moment of our love making. Yeah, I love that. I have a friend who says that a lot of the things like that pornography kind of provides for our culture has like made our culture think is that basically two people masturbating together is sex. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's, like that's not sure. at all the connection I just heard you talk about, which like, I want that. That sounds yeah. amazing. Is, yeah. is that possible in a casual um, setting? Or do you think it that's only possible in sort of a... A, a, a zoned in relationship where the people fully know each other. I think it's possible to have casual heart connected sex because I think what you bring is your vulnerability and mm. a loving heart and soul to the person in the moment. And you can have that. I mean, you've had one night stands that touched your heart. You've Absolutely. had long fuck fest flings in remote, perhaps Jamaica. Oh, I'm going to Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly's on her way to Jamaica, which is, of course, why I said that, like, the church lady, Jamaica. (laughs) She's trying to manifest it for me. (laughs) I'm I'm manifesting for you. What do you want? What would be like the perfect Jamaican sexual fantasy for you? Uh, actually, I'm I'm doing an intentional celibacy right now. And so for me, it would only involve myself, Susan. <laughs> All right, great. So you need to take the four different kinds of vibrators that I recommend okay. for women for orgasmic cross-training. Oh, now this is getting interesting. Wait, yeah, I need to hear about this. <laughs> Want to know what they are? Of course I do. <laughs> well, the first one, of course... We all know there's vibrators, right? So there's lots of kinds of vibrators. There's vibrators that are buzzy and vibrators that are rumbly and things like that. And that's great. Um, The second kind is what's called a thruster. And a thruster is actually a vibrator that goes inside you and it rocks back and forth. So it's kind of like intercourse done for you. Yeah. Uh, It can tickle the G spot at the same time and it can be hands-free. So you could, you could be playing with your own breasts while the thruster is doing its thing to you. Um, Those are really good for women who haven't been actively sexual recently. And they're like, I hope this thing's not broken. (laughs) You know, you got to get some blood flow going to get the cobwebs out of there. It's right. Yeah. Thrust the cobwebs out. Um, and then there's what's called an air stimulator. Okay. And that is kind of the womanizer is the most famous brand. It's like the, it sucks and blows the clitoris. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Those are nice. And they have a new one called the duo, which actually also has a G spot vibrator. So you can get your clit sucked while you're vibrating your G spot at the same time. And that's a really nice blended orgasm. Wow. And then the fourth kind is essentially a motorboat for your clit. It's like a liquor. And my favorite one of those is called the Volta by Fun Factory. That's a really nice one. So if you have all these different types of sex toys, Mm -hmm. uh, something to stimulate your G-spot, something to stimulate your clitoris, something that goes inside your vagina, something that goes outside, something that's a big buzz, something that's a small kind of buzz or big rumble, a small buzz, you know, something super power packed, uh, air stimulate, you know, you've got all this different stuff. Number, number one thing it does is it, it teaches your body how to come from a lot of different stimulation. which means you just generally become a better comer so that when you're with a partner, you're able to come more easily. A lot of people think, I'm just funny, I'm writing an article for a website right now about how um, 
sex toys don't decrease your orgasmic ability. They increase it even uh, when you're with a partner. Okay. Because that's so interesting. Yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off. I'd have always heard that, that like, if you were using a vibrator when you're by yourself, then you're going to have a harder time orgasming with your partner because you get yeah. so used to that artificial stimulation. That's not learning true. How, learning how to come from different types of stimulation is the trick, right? So oh. you start to cross train with different vibrators. Usually people have one path to orgasm when they start because orgasms are a learned skill. Mm. I mean, there are 20 kinds of orgasms for the male body, for Chip, what? and for the female what? body, for Kelly. 20? Yeah. And tw- the 20th one is wild card. So th- it's really unlimited. There are ways people are coming that I haven't even heard about. And I heard about a lot of them. So what's great is, I mean, whether you're an XX or XY chromosome person, no matter where you are across the gen- gender spectrum, all sexual gender identity expression, it doesn't really matter what it is because it you come, we come the same way the masculine and feminine bodies, the different genders come the same way. Men have a prostate. Women have a G spot. Women have an any in, in their vagina where we go internal men are external with their penis, but we still all can have nipple gasms and throat gasms and foot mm-hmm. gasms and belt core gasms or belly gasms. We can have orgasms from prostate stimulation, from penis stimulation. Men can be multi-orgasmic. They can have full body orgasms. I mean, there's so many different kinds of, or- and what's interesting is that there's actually three categories of orgasms. There's the places to touch, which is a lot of what I've been listing. And then there's, and each time, if you start out with the one way you come, like some guys, some guys stroke their penis just at the base and hardly touch the top. Other guys, they're just really at the top. Other guys, super light touch, got to get the ball. Other guys are like, it's got to be like, practically you're squeezing, you're squeezing it to death. And then, you know, so everybody has such a different experience, but the touch locations are one thing. And then there's the kind of techniques like becoming a multi-orgasmic man without, you know, learning to have orgasms without ejaculating because they're two separate systems in the body. So any man can come and come and come and come and come. Any, any male body penis owner can have unlimited orgasms and then he can choose when he wants to ejaculate. He can, he can gain ejaculatory choice. Uh, so that, or, you know, um, expanded orgasm practice, learning how to get into an orgasm and take that moment of climax and just stretch time out like taffy. Anybody can do that. You can come and come and come. These are all learned skills, including the third kind of orgasms, which are orgasms that are generated from objects, whether those be, you know, stiletto heels, get me off, or I love leather chaps, or I'm sitting on a Sibian, or I have these sex toys or whatever it is, they really can create orgasmic release for you. So when you learn orgasm, you usually have one way you start, but then if you keep trying and And if you're aware that there are all these orgasms and you are the kind of person who wants to have those experiences, then it's as simple as learning how to do it. It's like once you know that it's there and you know how to do it, your body is available 
to have it. I I did a series this summer called come with me, the 20 kinds of orgasms. And I described (laughs) how to have each one. So you can just start adding to your skill set. Yeah. So is this a mental or a physical thing? Like how do, yeah. I mean, can you walk us through like some of them? I'm just, I'm curious because it's like, well, she did. She just, Sorry, like go ahead. An example of one. Well, yeah, like how how to relearn something. I don't know. Like if if you if as a male, if you feel like you're about to ejaculate, how do you yeah. extend that? Yeah, yeah. How is that not um, a physical thing? How's that mental? Well, the first thing that's mental about it is um, that you have to understand that ejaculation and orgasm are separate systems in the male body. So most guys think when I when I have an orgasm, I ejaculate. That's just how it is. Yeah. Like, I mean, I would have thought that. Yeah. It's not. You, it's just what you do because you learned that because that's what's endemic in our culture. Yeah. But the Taoists have been separating ejaculation and orgasm for thousands of years, you know? So um, then you're like, oh, okay. So I don't actually have to ejaculate and I can have an orgasm in my body, but ejaculate doesn't have to come out of my penis. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. So how do I do that? So one of my programs, it's called the multi-orgasmic lover for men, which teaches men a whole series of things. Uh, the first is to be present because for a lot of men, They've trained themselves, they started masturbating at an early age and they did it furtively and they did it quickly. Mm-hmm. And so men have kind of trained themselves to come fast. Men's number one sexual problem is that they come too fast. Women's number one sexual problem is that they can't come. Right. <laughs> it's great. It's like we're so at the opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Right. And And yet we can all come the same and they're all learned skills. So what I like to do is just make people aware. And and once you're aware, I call myself an orgasmonaut, like an astronaut that goes to the far reaches of orgasmic That is fucking epic. I love that. a silver lemme jumpsuit, of course, on a super cute (laughs) spaceship with very sexy, modern, futuristic As you should be. Yes. (laughs) And... Once someone shows you the map to the territory, once someone tells you it's possible and shows you how to do it, then you can start practicing. So the multi-orgasmic lover for men program, which you can get at tuningforktip.com. The okay. tuning fork concept is that once you bring once you can get beyond worrying about coming too fast with these techniques, which I'm about to tell you, and you can bring your presence to your partner, then you can show your turn on because it's not going to make you come too fast. And when you show your arousal, then that turns your partner on just like you're holding two tuning forks and you wrap one against something hard and hold it against the other one. And the other one starts to resonate. That's how turn on is the hotter the person you know, the sexier and more turned on one person is and shows that that allows the other person to get into their turn on more until you're really getting turned on together. Wow. So yeah, that makes so much sense. Yeah. You have to um, learn to separate orgasm from ejaculation. And essentially what you do is you 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 learn how to do this during masturbation, but then you can use this during intercourse or penetration. I will just say penetration. And 
the way that it works is you start to stimulate yourself and you get yourself close to coming, but, but then you learn to back off and you learn how to take yourself up and down your arousal ladder. And you do that through something we call the me breath. And the me breath is a, a squeezing, a breath, and a thrusting technique. The squeeze helps you keep from ejaculating. The breathing makes everything calm down when you're getting close to that point of no return. And the thrust is actually a hip rock that allows you to calm down the pelvis while continuing to deliver pleasure to your partner that you can do while you're doing the squeezing and the breathing and pull your arousal back while you're staying present with your partner. And it's a learned skill that you start with step one and you build, it's kind of like a golf swing or mm. learning how to drive a car. It, you know, when you started learning how to drive a car, you were looking out the front, you were looking in the rear view mirror, you were learning how to shift. You had your foot on the gas, your foot on the foot on the brake. It's a lot of things. And you're like 16 or 15 or whenever you learn how to drive. And you're like, this is a lot of stuff I have to do all at once. <laughs> and that's how learning to become a multi-orgasmic man is you go from being able to calm down your urge to ejaculate to being able to gain ejaculatory choice and to be able to draw the turn on into your body and up your body through breath and awareness and spreading the pleasure rather than letting it exit out your body. You can come whenever you want to. You don't have, it's not semen retention. It's just being able to control. It's like owning the gassing and the breaking of your turn-on system in your body. If you know anything about me, you know I am a massive creature of comfort. It is one of my top priorities in life to make my surroundings comfortable at all times. So when I found Cozy Earth, I quickly scooped up all of the luxurious bedding and loungewear that I could. It felt very on brand for me, but then I went on a trip with a girlfriend not too long ago where she could not stop commenting on how cute and comfy my pajamas were, which then made me realize they may also be my new favorite travel companion as well. Guys, I am not kidding when I say you will experience unmatched softness and smoothness with all of Cozy Earth's products. The temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew add comfort and a touch of style to any travel ensemble, and their bedding comes in the most adorable totes, making it a super easy gift to give anyone. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code VELVETSEDGE at the checkout for an exclusive 35% off, and let them know we sent you when you're at the checkout. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. 
We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It's so interesting to me to listen to you talk about this stuff. Well, first of all, I was sitting here thinking, happy Friday morning, y'all. <laughs> like the people yeah, exactly. tuned in, they're like, what? <laughs> wow. Um, but the second thing I'm thinking is there's so much intention behind what you're saying. Like you can practice this technique. You can learn about this. There's so many other factors and facets to our bodies than we're even talking about. And like sort of to go back to the porn thing, we're just talking about like bumping up against each other till we come kind of thing. And it's like Mm -hmm. the reason people probably get bored in sex and their relationships is because they're not diving deeper into the stuff. Like you're saying, like we don't practice sex or learning about sex in the same way we do anything else in our lives. It's so kind of crazy that we just like missed the mark on this thing. Well, it's it's almost like we all feel like you have to come into a relationship, a professional and be yeah. great in it already rather than figuring out how to make sex with your partner the best that it can be because everyone performs differently. So it's like, what a shortcoming to think that, too. like, yeah, absolutely. Right. You've already talked about how moody your pussy is. I'm sure she's different every day. <laughs> she's a cunt. <laughs> oh, well, actually, I want to take, <laughs> yeah, take that topic, though, a little bit, because the way that I found you, I was listening to you on another podcast, and you were talking oh. about your story, and you said yeah. your whole business started when you were what, the age of 40? Is that accurate? Um, Because you were unsatisfied in your own sexual relationship with your husband. And this is not a knock on him because I think it's shifted. Oh no, we just didn't know. We didn't know. Exactly. And so talk us through your journey and how that started, what you were going through then, what you were bumping up against in your marriage. Yeah, sure. Uh, Well, when I was in my early forties and I'd been married for about a decade to my husband, um, I really wasn't enjoying having sex with him because at the time sex for us was intercourse. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I could get myself off with a vibrator. So it wasn't that I couldn't come, but I wasn't coming from intercourse. And I, I just wanted less and less and less of it over the years because it really just wasn't that satisfying for me. I felt honestly like a masturbatory sock. Like he could have mm-hmm. just masturbated into, he was just masturbating into me. He was getting off, but I wasn't. And uh, Dr. Lori Mintz did a TED talk called The Orgasm Gap about how easy it is for men to come during penetration and how difficult it is for women to come from penetration. And what I think is interesting about that is what I said earlier, men come too fast and women take forever to get there. And a part of that is that men have some natural competitive advantages sexually. Okay. Which is why I think gay men have such great sex because there are a few stumbling blocks that aren't in the way for them because they're on the same page physiologically. And that is that men are testosterone dominant, which is the hormone of, of sex drive. So they're both hornier than two women who would get together. That's why there's such a thing as lesbian bed death, right? And women, we go through this 28, 28 day moon cycle. So we go into asterisk and we have, you know, our kind of five day horny window and we're willing to have sex at other times, but we tend to be more, more horny on certain days than others where men are more steady state horny every day if they're healthy. And then 
for the masculine because he's got that Audi, that penis with three long shafts, essentially these, these spongy shafts that they're so long and straight. It's like a straight shot. They just, the blood goes down into their pelvic bowl and it shoots right in and gives them a big heart on real, real fast where a uh, female anatomy, it's more like a pachinko game. It's, um, it's, it's like, I always say it's like an English muffin. You have, this is our, our erectile tissue network is completely circling our vaginal opening. So we have all this erectile tissue, but it's, it's like nooks and crannies where it just takes a while for the blood to get into those nooks and crannies. And so often women are having penetrative sex way before they're fully engorged. So they're basically having flaccid, non-erective sex. And if you Mm. think about what an erection is, it's it's a stiffy that goes from you being small to you being big. And when you're big, you've got all the surface area sending all these signals of pleasure to the brain, which is why guys come too fast because it got all these pleasure signals where she needs all this time to get turned on. And then when her yoni is nice and plump and fluffed up, then the pleasure signals start going. That's why day two sex is often better for women than day one sex. Or, or like if you have a, a weekend's worth of sex, mm-hmm. the orgasms at the on Sunday are better than the ones on Friday because you've gotten the blood flow going. But we didn't know this. Nobody knows these things. And so we were having sex. He was ready to go. He penetrated me. He'd orgasm. I wasn't even turned on yet. Right. We just didn't know. And so this is all hindsight is 2020. What happened was we said, all right, well, we see all our friends getting divorced and we know it's not money for them either. Cause we were all employed. We all had good jobs and we knew it was sexuality. And we're like, we're not going to be one of those people. We're not getting divorced. We're great together. We're best friends. We are, we're super good together. Let's not fuck this up over sex. Let's go learn how to have sex. You learn everything that, so let's go learn how to do it. So we ended up going to, cause we live in the Bay area mm-hmm. of California. And so we live in kind of the nexus of per, human potential and sexuality. And so we started enrolling in sex workshops and we learned how to get, how to have female ejaculatory orgasms. How, we, we did seven levels of the human awareness Institute of sex, love, and intimacy. We did orgasmic meditation. We did tantric workshops and we just started feeling more comfortable about our sexuality. I had never even looked at my cranky little yoni before I was 42. I mean, I took a <laughs> peek now and then, but I was all like, I don't know. It's kind of weird down there. Now it's like, (laughs) she's a magnificent creature. Behold. And I love everything about my Yoni. And I love how beautiful she is and all the changes she goes through. And I just, and, and she's more juicy and alive and activated. And I'm 60 years old than she's ever been. And so what I've realized, what we realized was that we quickly got very good in bed. I started having orgasms. And then I was like, what other kinds of orgasms can I have? You know? And that's what healed our relationship was just learning how to have great sex together. And we had such good sex and we learned it so quickly that we were like, what the what? We need to put this stuff on the interweb so anyone anywhere in the world who's a sexual seeker can come and download the programs and learn from home because very few people are going to go to Northern California 
and get naked and go to a sex workshop for thousands of dollars. I mean, we spent yeah. 30 grand in our sexual education, just going to everything, walking on fire with Tony Robbins and, you know, like everything. It was a massive time of massive personal growth for us. And your sexual growth is this, the other side of the same coin as your personal growth. If you're a mm -hmm. personal growth mindset person, you're like, well, sheesh, I should learn something about sex too then. I mean, this, all this entrepreneurial stuff I'm doing in the morning with my meditation and my ice bath and all this stuff, maybe I should learn how to stroke a pussy. <laughs> There's a good idea, right? Or how to stroke a cock. There's right. a good idea. So that's what we did. We started a business together because we had such a renaissance of our relationship. I love that it's tied because I mean, I think there's a lot of people in our culture and I know probably a lot of people listening to this podcast that can get, you know, kind of uncomfortable with these topics. And oh, I'm actually coming into the phase, like what you just described of where I'm, I'm curious and I'm like open and just wanting to learn more and not feel shame around sex or my body or anything like that. And I'm a person who truly desires deep connection. And so for me, it's not like I want to go out and just have sex with a bunch of random people. Like I would like to be exploring this with a partner, like what you're describing. And so I want to make sure that people understand, I guess, like that whole piece of it, because it's like, do you bump up against a lot of people just being scared of the topic of sex? Oh, yeah. Our our culture is so religiously repressed, societally repressed, slut shamed, yes. anti LBTQ. Uh, you know, like we are we're basically screwing up everything about our sexuality and our culture. Thank God there's some of us who are actually willing to get together and talk about it and even do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So what I, what I realized early on, I mean, it's so funny. People said to me, oh, you're in the sex business. Well, sex sells. You're just going to be, you're going to be a right. millionaire because everybody loves sex. And I'm like, oh, contraire. If you put a hundred people in the room, maybe five or 10 of them would be even willing to learn how to make love. So it's just, I, what I do is I'm like, Hey, if, if I appeal to you, if you like the way I, I mean, the people who like Susan Bratton are the people who are like, I like you because you just straight talk. I like you because exactly. you net it out. I like it because you give me steps. I like it because you give me hope. And that's what I've really learned over the last nearly 20 years is that my job is to inspire you, to inform and educate you and to cheer you on and to let you know that it is possible. I, that's why I'm not a coach or a therapist. What I am is somebody who teaches you techniques that are going to work. And once one works and then you're like, oh, she taught me something. I did it. It was fantastic. What else does she have? And then they're like, oh, wow, I've got a lifetime of learning ahead of me. Oh, this is going to be fun. Because even me right now today, after 20 years of doing it, trying it, everything, I'm, I still have things on my list that I want to try, that I'm doing that are new, because what you want in your 20s is different than your 30s, 40s, right. 50s. As you mature, as your sexual, as you go through your sexual maturation, your desires change. What turns you on changes. Like 20 years ago, I thought wearing lingerie was like a disrespectful thing for women. Why should I have to put on lingerie? Now I'm like, get me some stripper shoes, daddy. I'm going to put them on and let's have some sex. <laughs> and 
spanking. I was like, spanking. It just seems so violent. I don't know why anyone would want to do it. I would <laughs> never want to be spanked. For Valentine's Day, I wanted a spanking for my present. Like, I just want to, you know, all this stuff that's available to us. It start, we, we, we're like, oh, I'm into that. Oh, now I'm into this. Oh, now that looks interesting. It's like you can be a kid in the sexual candy store your whole life and you can have great sex till the day you die. We're born sexual and we die sexual if we allow ourselves the pleasure. Yeah. I feel like so many people are just scared of sex. Like Chip and I do one podcast each month dedicated to sex, dating relationships, or any, any topics that fall under kind of those categories. And the last one we did, a lot of the questions we got were from people in marriages who hadn't had sex in years or, you know, and those were the kind of questions, but the main underlying thing that I realized was like, they were not able to actually talk to their partner about any of these issues. And they're like coming to us to be like, Hey, what do we do about this? You know? And it's like, wait, if you're not talking to your partner, why are you talking to us about it? Like how important is communication and all of this stuff? It's the foundation. So your sexuality is a three-legged stool. The first leg is the sex techniques and the skills and the knowledge and the awareness of what is possible. The second leg is the communication skills, not only how to ask for what you want confidently, but to know that your partner is not going to take it as criticism and is going to take it as valuable feedback, pearls of momentary wisdom to pleasure you better. And then the third leg of the stool is actually your sexual health. And that runs everything from STDs to, you know, UTIs and bladder infections and prostate problems and erectile dysfunction and painful sex and all of the things that can happen to our sexual plumbing systems. Because for a lot of people, one of the programs that I, one of the free gifts I give away, I give away a lot of free things, um, again, to earn people's trust and to meet them where they are. Um, one of the things that I give away is a technique called the magic pill method. Okay. Because what I found is that when people stop having sex, they, they hit a roadblock and they didn't know how to solve it. And so because they couldn't have, and it's usually penetration. I, for whatever reason, I can't have penetration. I've, I got long haul COVID. I've got cancer. I've got ED. I've got a million things. Um, the one thing that people stop having sex about that requires a therapist is betrayal. Mm -hmm. That's about 20% of the time when people stop having sex, it's because one person betrayed the other. And they're there's about 20% of people, it's always the 80-20, the Pareto principle. Um, it, there's about 20% of people that just cannot let go of things. They can't get over it. And there are 80% that can work through betrayal and go on to have good relationships again, but 20% like need some serious support in getting over it. But then there's the whole other people who are, it's health, emotional, physical issues that often people think that, oh, okay, I can't have sex anymore because they're thinking sex is penetration or they don't know how to fix the problem that they have when there's so many solutions to genital pain and issues and dysfunctions and all of those things. So many ways to fix it. Gains wave treatments, penis pumps, the Phoenix black, the V-Fit gold, PRP, the P-Shot, the O-Shot, the CO2 lasers, the RF devices. Um, I mean, there's just 
so many things that are very easy fixes for sexual issues. Mm -hmm. And so when they hit this obstacle, it's like they just stop having sex. They stop touching each other. They become platonic. And then he emotionally checks out. She emotionally checks out. They've lost their intimacy. It's not as fun for them anymore. And ultimately, they either have a, a marriage where it's seated in deep frustration and anger and resentment and rejection by one person with the other person basically just stone cold emotionally checked out. Mm -hmm. not even caring about what the other partner's going through from this loss of intimacy. So the magic pill method is a three-step structure for communicating what you used to do that you miss, what you could still do even with your problems, and how to fix some of the problems that you have so you can go back to work in the whole list rather than part of the list. People forget to compromise and work around and solve and fix things. They just... Mm -hmm throw up their hands and give up because they can't talk about it. So I created the structure for safe conversation so couples could work through it themselves. 90% of things can be solved without a therapist, but the therapists are fantastic for those times when you just need some guidance. Yeah. It's so funny. Cause yesterday when we were recording that, I literally said to Chip, I mean, the only thing I know how to say is like, go get a third party involved. Yeah. And sometimes maybe a therapist does seem a little extreme or intimidating to people. And so there is an interesting idea here of like, maybe it's something that you can break down into these little steps or even just start having the conversations to see where the big issue is, because there just has to be some sort of communication. Well, it also yeah, seems and to, you can oh. download. Oh, sorry, Chip. I was just going to say you can download that at magicpillmethod.com. It's okay. free. <laughs> yeah. yeah, go check that well, out. I, what What I was going to say is, you know, you mentioned that there's a lot of shame around sex just because of you know our sort of Quaker ways in the yeah. U.S. But there, I mean, it's it's also true, or at least it appears to me to be true that. Um, people who have a lot of sex or really good at sex or put out that energy or there's like, they're put on a bit of a pedestal. And so I would imagine that when there is a problem with sex or it starts to die off, there's, there's a, there's a shame around that too. Yeah. So how do people get over that? I mean, it's, it's so interesting because Kelly and I, we get these questions all the time and obviously we don't know the intimate details of what's happening in their lives. They're just like, we stopped having sex eight months ago. And it's like, mm -hmm. well, are you talking about it? Like, it seems like the most obvious response is to be like, well, talk about it. And then you can figure it out. But like, yeah. how do you get over that shame hump? Well, the only way you can do it is to get really clear about what it is that you want, what it is that you can do and what it is that you miss. And that's what the magic pill method does is it helps you clarify your thoughts because generally when you're upset about something, you're emotionally flooded and it's very difficult to even think clearly. So you can know that you have a problem but not know what you want as the solution. Like, okay, you're pissed off. What do you want? You know, right. I don't know. I just know what I'm getting, isn't it? Right. <laughs> That's very common. Uh, super, super common is I don't know what I want. So I don't ask for anything because I just, what am I going to say? Right. And the actual fact is that you know what you want and you understand that your body is wise and you can listen to her or him as well. You can listen to, or they, you can listen to your intuitive 
the intuitive conversation of what your body is telling you it needs. I need to be held. I need to be finger fucked, whatever it is. And you know, you want things. And so once you can get clear about what they are, then you can find the courage to share that with your partner. And if you can't find the courage, then you do need to have some support. And my favorite place to send people for sexuality therapy is the American Association of Sexuality Educators and Therapists. It's ASECT, A-A-S-E-C-T dot org. And they have a directory so you can find someone in your area or just someone that you like who you can have Zoom calls with who can help guide you through releasing your shame and asking for what you want and helping you find your way to that. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. I love when we first started talking, you mentioned something about how to know what you want in bed and how to ask for it with confidence. And I think especially as a woman, I mean, and I don't know, I mean, it's kind of interesting. Like I'm thinking about this stuff. And like I said, I'm about to be 40. You kind of mentioned really getting to this discovery place with yourself at 40. So I don't know if there's something around that age group for women, but that that is something. Well, tell me about that as the first thing. And then there is just something that I know for me personally, it has been a harder thing to be like, I need more of this or I like to communicate those things or to even be aware, like you're talking about of like what I want, because I'm so concerned usually with like my partner enjoying it Mm -hmm. that I haven't even been able to think about that. That's gotten better with age, but I think that that's a very common thing amongst women. So one, talk me through this age thing. Is that, is that something at around the age of 40 for women? And then Two would be, um, how do we know what we want and then ask for it? Um, yeah, I, I want to, I'll give you both of those answers. And first I wanted to ask Chip how you do, um, asking for what you want. Um, you, am I good at it? Is that what you're asking? Or do you feel like you are able to ask for what you want? I no, I know. I don't think I'm very good at it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I don't think it's a women's issue. Okay, I think it's a, it's, it's a, a people's purple, issue. People, purple. Uh, and I think we're all in this together. And this this allows us to bring our vulnerable hearts and realize that none of us feel comfortable asking for what we want, and none mm-hmm. of us are quite getting everything we want, and none of us are quite sure what we want. One of the favorite things that people love about me the most—I know that sounds so conceited, but I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I actually love that about you that you just said that. So there you go. <laughs> One of the things that people love about me the most is that I give, I'm like a source of fun. I'm a source of fun ideas because one of the things that I found is that what people really want is ideas for having more fun and pleasure together. Erotic. I call them erotic play dates. Um, One of the things it's funny. Do I have it right here? I think we moved it out of the background, but I have this new, um, this new thing I'm working on. That's called a sexual self-assessment that you take this quiz, if you will, you take this questionnaire and it asks you, you know, have you ever done any, have you done this? Have you done this? Have you done, would you be willing to do this? Would you be willing to do this? Would you be willing to do this? Would you be willing to do it? And then it gives you this list of all of the things that you would be interested in doing sexually. And then it has you label them ABC. A is it's definitely going on my sexual bucket list. B is I'd be open to doing it. It's, I'm not called to do it right now. It's not on my bucket list, but if my partner wanted me to do it with them, I would for sure do it with them and give them that as a gift. That sounds good. And my C is this is not for me right now. Although I would be willing to consider it in the future because you should always be willing to consider everything because you'll be surprised. I wear laundry and I like to get spanked. So <laughs> it, you know, it's, we are evolving. It, yeah. If we're not, I mean, if we're not evolving, what do we do? And we're dying. dying. So uh, then you end up with rank ordering the things you want to try most. And there's your list of things to work on with yourself or your partner. It's super fun. So when you're 20, everything is new. It's the blind leading the blind. You don't know what you're doing. It's all pretty good. You want some more. You probably don't have as much as you want, but you know, you're discovering you're having in your thirties, you're focusing on your career. Maybe you're having a family. You're kind of built, you're in your building time. Mm -hmm. By the time you hit your forties, you've got a little bit of a base and you're beginning to look at your mortality. You see it coming in the distance. You see, you know, andropause, menopause, uh, you see, you're, you start to look at your parents looking old and you're like, mm-hmm. Oh shit. It's now or never. By the time you get to your fifties, you're like, it's not now or never, but <laughs> maybe I can push off dying, but I still need to have great sex. And this is when people start getting rid of the partner. that isn't satisfying them. They go back out into the dating world in this time frame a lot. And, uh, you know, they're starting over and there's a lot of fear, but there's a lot of desire. By the time people get to their sixties, they're usually quite proficient in bed. If they've, you know, kept up with their sexuality, they're starting to be more relaxed, more vulnerable. They're starting to realize that they don't have to have body image issues. They don't need Mm -hmm. to be perfect. That's it's an impossible task. So let it go. I'll just be who I am. And if you love me for that, thank you so much. I love you back, you know? (laughs) And then by the time you're in your seventies, if you've kept yourself in good health, you're having some good sex with your partner. By the time you're in your eighties, you're like, look at grandma and grandpa. We're still I mean, I love this. This Great. Yes. (laughs) So you have this arc. So for your forties, you are starting to realize that you don't know what you don't know. You didn't get all the satisfaction you wanted. You'd like to have some more experiences. You want them to be on your terms and you're looking for partners or a partner 
it can be any number. You maybe you yeah. want to get more experiences with more people. Maybe you don't, and you just want one partner. Maybe you want research partner. You know, I don't know. Maybe you you this is where you're, you know, doing a, a new gender expression or whatever it might be. You know, oh no, I want to do poly. I want to date a bunch of people. You know, you're you're more experimental because you're a little bit more confident in yeah. yourself and yeah. your ability to deal with whatever happens. Yeah, that you makes know, in your heart sense. that. I'll be fine. Even if it gets all screwed up, I'll be able to manage through it. Mm -hmm. Right. You've got that, that sense of yourself and in your thirties, also you're super judgy. You're really Mm. judgy. It's a, it's a, it's a time of individuation that makes you very judgmental. Hmm. By the time you hit your forties, that wanes a little bit. You like people better. (laughs) It's crazy. The tricks our hormones play on us. So that's, that's the story is by the time you get to 40, you're like, yeah, they're not so bad. Yeah. You know what (laughs) else? More accepting. Everything doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. I was just thinking too, uh, there's a, and I don't know if this is like a societal thing or the age thing, like I said, but there's a huge part of me right now. And this is just now happening to me and I'm almost 40, but that's like, Hey, there's these parts of my body that were made for pleasure. And why have I been not like, like, I think I've almost, maybe it's carried shame or maybe, you know, we grew up in the South and it's just like a woman doesn't act a certain way. And there's all these like rules around sex. And like I said, a lot of it for me has been around pleasing my partner. Whereas now I'm like, like really leaning into the fact that I have these pleasure centers too. And I want to maximize those. Girl, you got to get it. I mean, okay. (laughs) Don't tell me twice, Susan. (laughs) She ready. I think I am. <laughs> My mom is like, Jesus, what is happening right now? Celibacy goes out the window. Celibacy is over. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I really do think you should consider having a romance in Jamaica. It's not going to hurt you a bit. You don't need to be intentionally celibate. You can be intentionally finding a lover that you'll have fond memories about for the rest of your life. And it can be just an incredible moment or a series of days that um, you never forget. And they could be a love of your life. And so why would you be putting all these conditions Mm. on your pleasure why not? Why wouldn't you be just exalting in your pleasure and offering pleasure and receiving pleasure and practicing those things with someone? Yeah, that's an interesting thought. I'll think about that. <laughs> what is the second part of the question? How do you ask for what you want? Oh, yeah. And so then how do you ask? If I mean, if you're pushing this Jamaica thing, I need to know. <laughs> right, exactly. I know it's all me. I will take all the blame. <laughs> it's now. all your you fault. Blame the whole uh. fabulous <laughs> sex soaked week in Jamaica on me. <laughs> you might be opening Pandora's box. Uh, but... <laughs> I'm opening Kelly's box. <laughs> Kelly's box, right. <laughs> wow. Uh, how did we get here? There we go. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so how do we ask yes okay so um one of my most popular books and i've written more than 35 I, i can't even keep up with them in my bio i don't even have the time to count them all up but uh one of them is called sexual soulmates the six essentials for connected sex okay and uh in that one of the six essentials is the communication technique for all communication techniques. It, and it's called the sexual soulmate pact, mm. like an agreement, a PACT. I give it away for free. 
at sexualsoulmatepact.com. So if you like this, you can download it because there's more nuance than I'll be able to get to in a podcast. But essentially, you download it, you read it, you give it to your lover, they read it, you have the discussion about the agreement, you make the agreement, and you agree to try it and practice it. And it's essentially this. The... We live in a we live in a body. We are Homo sapiens, and I've already established the fact that though one of us has an XX chromosome and the other has an XY, we have all the same parts arranged in different order. Some of us are lucky enough to have a little bit more testosterone on a daily basis than others of us, but we all want sex. We all have pleasure circuits. We all have erectile tissue. We all want to be loved and connected with, and well fucked and well cummed. That's what we want. Mm. And yet, the Homo sapien, if you look in the tree of life with all of the animals, there's the dolphins and the whales and the puppies and the ponies and the bacteria and the ladybugs and all those things. There's a branch on that tree that's called the great ape. There's the bonobos and the chimpanzees and the orangutans and the Homo sapiens. That be you and that be me. We beat a monkeys into tree. So we live in an animal body. We are not above the animal kingdom. We are in the animal kingdom. We are animals. And when we are animals, it means that our bodies are run on hormones, blood sugar, how much sleep we got, whether we're depressed or not, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that is a constantly moving target about how much energy we have and how we feel. Okay. And that impacts what we want our sex to be like in that date, in that date, that sex date, or in that moment in that sex date, you could start out feeling vulnerable, a little bit low, a little quiet, a little introspective, and you could be held and loved and kissed and stroked, and then your fluids can start to run, and then you can let go of some emotion, and then you can connect your hearts together And then you can start making out and then you can start feeling more turn on. And then you can say, okay, now I would like to have my feet rubbed, my dick sucked, my back rubbed, my whatever, you know, you, you can say what your body wants because it talks to you all the time. You always know, oh God, I got a fart coming out. Oh man, my right toe. I heard it so bad the other day, stubbing it. You always are scanning your body and knowing what's going on. So all you have to do is understand that you and your partner are these little animals that are constantly changing. And that all that you need to do is feed each other the information to know what the Mm. body is asking for and what it wants in the moment. Your partner's wanting to give you this. They just need the clues. And they can't read your mind. So you must use your mouth. And I call it reporting in from your animal. You live in this body. It is your job because you have the mouth to say to your partner what the body is asking for. And it changes constantly. Oh, now I want this. Oh, now I want that. A little higher, a little lower. Can you twingle my right nipple harder? You know, whatever it might be. The more feedback that you can give to your partner, the more that they can do a great job. The the masculine especially wants, he wants to win. 
He wants you to Mm -hmm. respect him for the great job that he does. He needs that feedback, but he fights you for it because the testosterone coursing through his body makes him think he's better in bed than he is. And the, the masculine culture, this is from my friend, Dr. Terry Real. Terry explains that women are tribal and they have community and they work together. Men work in a packing order. And if you say something to them that they construe as criticism, which is pretty much any feedback you give them, then they feel like you just made them go down in the packing order. And then they fall apart and get emotionally flooded and they check out and they're overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And so If a guy understands, oh, I see that's the pecking order. That's not me. I want the feedback. It's just your body. I'm not doing anything wrong. You're actually giving me what I need to do a great job. I get that. And not only that, when you give me the feedback, I'm going to literally thank you. Yeah. When you thank a person, especially the feminine, because and I'm not saying man or woman, I'm saying the masculine feminine now, right? The feminine The feminine needs encouragement because the feminine has been so subjugated. She needs you to pull her out. She needs you to know it's, oh, she needs to know it's okay with you if she tells you things. Mm. And so when you thank her, thank you, baby, how is this? You know, that lets her know it's okay to say things to you. And it doesn't matter where you are on the gender spectrum, but we all need both of those things. We don't want to do anything wrong. We want to be the winners. We want to be respected and appreciated. And we also want to be adored and encouraged and found sexually irresistible. Mm -hmm. And we want those things constantly and all the time during our lovemaking with each other. So the sexual soulmate pact is the agreement that I'm going to listen to my little animal, tell you what he or she wants. You're going to thank me for that and do a course correction, or we're going to do something different or lighter or softer or up or down or whatever it is. And thank you for telling me, thank you for trusting Mm -hmm. to give me what I need to know to give you the pleasure I want to give you. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. I love that. Thank you. Because I think that that really helps it not become criticism. And also it's like, I was thinking about like in long-term relationships, it's like you kind of learn, you know, the thing that gets the person off or like, it's like, and so then you get stuck in these ruts of just doing that. Like, let's just go back to that one move. And eventually that gets really boring. And I like what you're saying about like our bodies are just different. And so especially with women, the way our hormones work, it's like certain times, certain touch feels good and certain times other touch feels good. And so I don't know what it feels like to be a man, but I would imagine there's similar good feels good yeah I bet I I concur yeah (laughs) (laughs) but I think that that is such a good easy communication tip that that actually can make it really exciting to share with your partner like when you're just like hey this you know add this to the regimen they say thank you um my UPS guy just came as I'm talking about (laughs) what's happening in here after that Yeah. Um, but I just like that because then there's no shame. It's not like you're doing something wrong. It's just like, Hey, my body wants something different today. Yeah. Um, I I have a question. Um, you know, Kelly and I are both single. So Mm. a lot of what we've talked about today has sort of been from the perspective of like, you know, you have a partner. So, um, how do you arrive at sexual encounter as a single person? Maybe it is like a weekend fling that Kelly's going to have in Jamaica. Oh my God. I love that this has become the thing. (laughs) Maybe maybe it's a one night stand. Maybe it is like the first time you're having sex with someone that you've been dating. Like um, how do you arrive at those opportunities or those moments um, and make them like, not sound like a freak. I mean, I don't know a better way to like, yeah, I get what I, you're saying. If, so, if I start, if I went to have sex with someone that had like your level of knowledge and yeah. talked the way I would be so freaked out. I'd be like, I am in kindergarten. <laughs> yeah. You know? So yeah. how, how do you break down those, that comfortability, th- those walls? Yeah. Um, I think there's a couple of things. Number one, you can say to them, Um, you know, we're really just, it's our first time together. So let's have low expectations and high laughs. Uh, Number one, you want to diffuse the energy. Um, the second thing you want to say is I love feedback and I want you to tell me anything and everything all the time. I am always here for you and your pleasure. And I, I, the more that you tell me things, the more I'll thank you and be happy with it. So don't worry about giving me any feedback at all. Cause we just don't know each other. We don't know how, what kind of touch we like. We don't know anything. Um, the second thing is that I think slowing down is very important. You know, we were talking very early in the episode about friction mm-hmm. versus connection. And uh, if we're just having performative sex, I'm just going to stick my slot A into your tab B, then you miss the joy of the connection. And I think slowing down and having a lot of time for talking and holding and stroking and connecting and exploring each other's bodies and expressing verbal appreciation for their attractiveness to you. I really love this about you. 
Um, I love, I love your hair. I love the way you have it tipped blonde on the end. Your, your face is so handsome and masculine and, and, and beautiful. And um, I love your voice. The sound of your voice is so nice. And um, you just are so easy to be with and such a, such, you, you seem like such a kind spirit. I'm, I'm really enjoying just relaxing with you. I'm sorry, Susan, um, are you hitting on chip right now? I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, <laughs> I'm so busted. <laughs> I just, I just had, I was watching this happen. I just needed to point it out to the listeners. I think we're not in the same room. <laughs> 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 uh, okay, let's I'm a, continue. I'm a, I am a fabulous flirt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's a pro. She just turned me straight. I know. <laughs> I never thought I'd see the day. <laughs> Don't worry, Chip. I'm super switchy. <laughs> well, when you get really good at sex, you can run the whole spectrum. Right. And I think yeah. that's another thing that you can look forward to with your practice for sexuality. But the tips for first time sex are what's off limits? What, what do you like to do? What would you like to do with me now? Any ideas, you know, throw down some offers. Um, let's make it a safe space. Uh, let's, let's communicate and, and learn each other and appreciate each other and co-create some joy and, you know, tell me anything. I'm, I'm good. Uh, that kind of stuff can really bring people, you know, down in their worry because they're as worried as you are. And then a lot of grounding touch, a lot of touching, squeezing, weight, hands on, you know, holding you down so you don't fly away in your fears uh, can be very good. Sensual massage is mm -hmm a great place to start with a person it's it's body exploration grounding and co-regulation yeah so that helps a lot too i love how slow all of that sounds because i think that's something at the beginning of a relationship or with a new person we do better at and then you kind of like skip that piece later and for a woman that is like the biggest turn on is all of the things you just described the body touch the sensual nature even if it was a massage or anything like that like that really does help, I think, a woman get really turned on into the place that maybe a man can get a little bit quicker. Well, he's ready to go because he's yeah. testosterone dominant. He got that hard on right away. Right. And so he's much more ready to go. That being said, men are as desirous for intimate connection, heart mm -hmm. connection, love, slowness, sensuality as the feminine is, as the woman is. Um, men are really very similar to us as women. Um, I think men get a lot of, um, you know, like we make fun of them, you know, oh, they're only in it to get off or whatever, but that that's not actually really true. Men have hearts as big as, as ours, as the mm -hmm. women. So it's, um, creating a place for them to have that too, and showing them the pathway to it that they appreciate very much. Yeah. Just letting go of that old programming. I agree with you. I just right. don't think that that's really how men are wired. And it's just been <sighs> the way our society has created that mentality. And well, we raise go. them and we say to them, you're don't, don't cry. Don't be a baby. Suck it right. up. You know, like we take the emotion out of them for a lot of men. They've never had any emotional expression beyond anger, victimhood, Mm -hmm. uh, or, you know, that that's like the only ones they get to have, which is mm -hmm. shitty. Mm -hmm. It's so shitty. Well, it's shitty to be on the other voice. side of too. It's shitty for it all is. of us. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. So the more uh, we yeah. as women, as lovers to men mm-hmm. can help heal their wounds mm-hmm. of being cut off from their emotional expression and help them find their words and express themselves and understand that they're just like us. They just didn't even get the benefits of having emotional expression and allowing that for them. Susan, thank you so much. I feel like I could talk to you all day, so we may just have to have you back on. <laughs> you got to get some more. Yeah, I've got some things to do. <laughs> um, where can people find you? Because I know you have so many amazing resources. Like we've discussed a couple, but you have tons, tons of books, tons of different programs people can download. So where can people find you? That's the easiest access to all of that stuff. Well, if you go to Personal Life Media, that's a good place. Um, I'm I'm Susan Bratton on Instagram. I have a website called Better Lover with hundreds of free videos on any subject you could imagine. If you like the sound of what I've said so far, there's lots more. Um, and then of course we talked about, uh, the sexual soulmate pact.com. We talked about magicpillmethod.com, and we talked about tuningforktip.com. And I don't know if it's tip or tips, but, uh, try one. It's not add the S. Um, those are three good things, uh, to get you started if, if they appeal to you and there's plenty more where that came from. So thank you for having me. I really enjoyed being on your show with both of you (laughs) and uh, it was a lot of fun. It really was. So informative and so fun. I think this is such an important topic. So I'm so glad that you're really talking about this, but we just need to learn about this. Like we're learning about everything else, y'all. It's a part of growth. Let's lean in. All right, Susan, thank you so much for being here. And thank you guys for listening. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.